0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Catching Heaters. I am your host, Matt, and as always, I am excited to be here with you today. I have a fun episode on the docket for you, and I'm excited to go through um, some things with you today. But before we jump into the core of the episode... If you're enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you'd go on, subscribe, give me some great feedback, give me some comments, I'd appreciate that. I'm also on the other social media networks, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, I'm at Catching Heaters on all three of those platforms, so go check me out there. Um, I know this past week I didn't put out as much content, I apologize for that. The wife and I have decided that we are going to move to Texas, to the San Antonio area. So as you all can imagine, we have a lot of things going on right now. We're going to be moving here in July, so got a lot of things we're trying to wrap up here in Florida and get some things accomplished before we have to move. But I did want to sit down today and uh, put out some good content for you. I am going to... Give you five tips on the uh, investing card industry, on uh, collecting, kind of what's your strategy, what's your goal, uh, just five tips on um, the overall uh, card industry and since I'm fairly new getting back in within the past uh, four months, five months, uh, there's a couple things that I've done personally that have helped me. Gain knowledge that have helped me kind of grow within it and feel more comfortable Within the the card the hobby and everything that is going on right now because sports cars are extremely hot A lot of fun things happening within the industry. So I just wanted to uh, Give you five tips on things that have helped me kind of grow my knowledge and get further into the hobby and enjoy it more So let's let's start off with the with the first tip and this is pretty universal for everybody I think that everyone would agree, once you get into any, any collectible, any type of hobby, that you definitely need to do your research. And if you if you talk to anyone that's in the hobby, that is probably the most important thing when you're starting out. So number one, doing your research and what's, what's the best way to kind of gain knowledge if you're just now getting into the hobby and sports cards or if you're jumping back in and you're kind of rusty on you know, what everything is happening, all the different types of cars, things of that nature. So, you know, how are you you gonna gain knowledge? How are you gonna be able to get back in and and know what you're buying? There's three big tools that I think are the biggest, uh, that are the most helpful. The first being YouTube. You can basically search for anything that you're interested in, and people have probably made some form of a list or uh, giving, topics or ideas on different things within the hobby or industry. So going on YouTube, the, the next two is going on eBay and then using the social media platforms eBay is very big uh, for being able to search, you know, cars that you might already have and uh, figuring out the market of what these cards are being sold for. And in social media, you just get a lot of dialogue and you hear a lot of things that are coming and kind of keeps you current and up to date. And you can just dive into the community and learn a lot of things from your peers and people that have been in the hobby for years and really understand the trends and what is going on. So uh, the, the three best tools, you know, YouTube, eBay, The social media platforms, those things can really help you. Now, when you're going on those platforms and you're you're researching, what what should you be looking for? And that, you know, once you dive in, it's kind of like, all right, well, what do I need to know? What do I need to figure out? And I I think for myself, when I was coming back into it, that was the biggest thing for me is there's so many different style cards. uh, There's so many parallels. There's different brands. Like some brands have um, rights to uh, to the MLB, to NBA, to NHL, to basketball. So producers of cards are all different. So what, what should you be looking for? I think the first thing is really you just need to understand card values and what you would be buying or purchasing or what you're looking for. So many things have changed. You have the different brands. Obviously, Tops has the MLB rights, so they're producing – um, cards that are going to have the logos of the teams, which is very important in collecting. And then as far as the NBA, which is probably the hottest uh, in the industry right now, Panini is going to have the rights there and you're going to have your Prism um, and Select and all those different uh, Optic. So all those different types of cards within that industry that you need to understand um, what people are going after and, and what are the... the the uh, key market cards that people are gonna want. And within each of those uh, brands, when they're putting out cards, there's all kinds of different things coming out. You're gonna have base cards, you're gonna have chrome cards, you're gonna have parallels, you're gonna have prisms, um, you're gonna have cards that are numbered. So going into that and understanding how certain cards are gonna hold value and which are more sought after, those are things you want to be looking for and trying to wrap your head around. And then even going back into uh, vintage cards, you want to make sure you have an idea of um, you know, what the market is for those and how they compare to cards r- right now and what the values are going forward for vintage cards. So kind of understanding the sets back in the day and, and knowing what popular sets are sought after. And that goes for even the cards today. There's a lot of um, sets that are really desirable. So uh, understanding what the card values are, going through and learning the different parallels, the brands, the types. Then the next thing when you're doing your research, you really want to start learning about grading. The, the big three companies are going to be PSA, BGS, and SGC. And understanding that Graded cards are going to hold a substantial amount of value over a a Base card or a raw card as they call it industry a card that hasn't been sent in for grading And then also the condition of cards Uh, the condition of a card Can determine the value and really shoot it up or down depending on what type of value it it is so understanding the, the different grades, you know 10 through all the way through the lower levels for some of the older vintage cards. And knowing that, you know, in a 9 and a 10 in modern day cards are pretty much the only um, type of grades that you want to go after. And then understanding that in vintage, the lower grades will still also hold value. But going into the different grading companies, you know, PSA, BGS, and SGC, uh, PSA uh, definitely has the stranglehold on the industry. That's probably the... the upper echelon of the cards BGS probably being number two and then SGC is an up-and-comer and I'm hoping that all three of these companies are gonna push each other moving forward but just understand what what the uh, the companies are kind of get used to their labels and understand the value whether it's a, a gem mint 10 or a gem mint 9.5 through BG, BGS each grading company has a different scale so understanding what their scales are is very important and then um, as far as doing your research, you definitely want to understand where you're going to want to buy. I obviously mentioned eBay, that's going to be the biggest platform. Being able to go on and if you're looking after certain players or uh, certain cards, being able to go through and seeing uh, auctions or what people are, are placing it for buy it now and going, going through and being able to go to sold listings, you can go and see that everything that is sold within the past couple of months and understand where the cards are trending and kind of where you wanna be at price point wise. And then also understanding that you don't always have to be on those uh, platforms of eBay. There are Facebook uh, groups. There's also uh, stuff on Instagram that you can go and sell. The only thing with those is, it goes back to this first tip, is make sure you're doing your research and being careful because a lot of those platforms, there can be people that are trying to scam you. So when you are buying cards from Facebook or Instagram, knowing that if you're, if you're gonna use PayPal for those types of things, make sure that you're using the goods and services and not friends and family. Uh, that way you have some type of recourse if something goes awry where either they don't send you the card or something comes up. Always use, use the goods and services, especially if you don't know the person. If you already have a relationship with somebody and they're credible, then by all means, and you know you're going to get the card, uh, you can feel comfortable with that. But if you're if you're unknown and you don't know uh, who you're dealing with, always use the goods and services. So those are some things within doing your research. You definitely want to spend a good amount of time. And it kind of never stops because there's always new products coming out. And you always have to be aware of the market and kind of know what kind of cards you have within your collection and what the values are. So... First tip, doing your research. And then after you're done doing your research, I think that kind of rolls into what number two is. And the the number two tip is you want to have a plan. And, you know, you kind of want to have an idea of, you know, what's your strategy or what's your goal going to be within the hobby? You know, what are you looking to get out of the hobby? And I think there's three main categories that kind of fall within that There are people who are strictly collecting. They just enjoy collecting sets and getting those cards and just having them in their collection. They're holding on to them long-term and they just enjoy having the cards. Then you have the investor type where uh, they're either doing short-term, long-term investments, also kind of collecting in the same form and fashion, but they're, they're going after raw cards and then sending them in to get graded. And then when the market is right, they're selling the cards. And then you have the flipper type, which is coming more into the industry. They're strictly probably buying up cards quick that are graded and then looking to flip those immediately within a month or two and make a little bit of money on on their return uh, for that. So kind of understand where you wanna be within the hobby and it kind of always goes back to whatever your comfort level is. And for myself, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a blend of a collector and an investor. I really enjoy you know having the cards in my hand. I, I have sets from when I was a child, and holding on to those cards and having them are great, and I really enjoy it. But I also am very intrigued by being able to buy cards now and send them in for grading and have that experience, and then also um, buying graded cards of players that I think have a chance to rise and holding on to them for a year or two while they continue to grow and I can get those returns, you know, once those players uh, skills come to the to the point where their card values are going to go up and everybody's going to have different goals within the hobby. And, and I think that that is really what makes it great. So I kind of and and I think my long term goal and what I really uh, want to do is I I kind of want to go after some higher end cards like I would like to have some nice cards in my set that I would like to hold on long term and coming into the hobby now sometimes it's hard to be able to go after uh, say uh, even a five hundred or a thousand dollar card or like LeBron right now his cards are just so high that it's it's really unless you have uh, the money to be able to go in and just dive in and spend all, all types of money, it it's hard to go after those cards that I would really want to have in my collection. So what my strategy is, I, I kind of am investing in some players long term. Uh, for example, like Derek Jeter, some Albert Pujols, um, Kobe Bryant. Cards in the Hall of Famers that I know are stuck in place and they're kind of grounded in what Their value is, and they're only going to go up from where they are right now. And I'm taking about, you know, 70, 60% of my money and putting it in that. And then the rest of my money, my 40, 30%, I am putting into younger players that I really like. And for example, those are guys like Soto, Acuna, Vladdy Jr., uh, and, and other guys like that, and also buying a little bit of retail. I, I, I'm i not the biggest fan of retail, but I enjoy buying and opening cards. But I'm trying to buy those younger players, and as they get hot in this next one to two year span, you see their cards spike, then I'm going to sell those cards and then reinvest my money back into the higher level uh, players that I would like to get. Like I would really enjoy some higher level Albert cards, some LeBron cards, uh, some higher level Kobe cards. So um, that's kind of my strategy, but everybody is different and your goals of what you want to get out of the hobby are going to be different. So kind of, and that's, that's the tip too, is just kind of have your own strategy and there's no wrong or right. I don't think the more people that are in the hobby, I think it just makes it better, but you definitely don't want to go in with no plan at all, because when I first got it when you first get into it and you get you dive back in, there are so many cards out there and you you get so excited you just don't want to go on a rampage and buy a bunch of cards without really understanding where your strategy is and where you want to be at and that's my my biggest recommendation is once you get back in, build your strategy, be patient, and then kind of stick to your plan it's hard to not kind of deviate from that sometimes, but really try and hone in on what you're doing and what you're trying to get out of it and stick to that and stick to that moving forward. All right. So one, you've done your research. Two, you you've formulated a plan. Now, uh, my third tip is you really have to start understanding. You have to start selling and buying the cards, uh, mainly selling because learning what the value of the cards are and how to strategize what you're posting and where to place the cards if you're putting them on eBay there's a lot of things that go into it so if you have an old collection of cards I always recommend to start selling those first cuz you really can go through that find the the values on eBay what they're kind of selling for going through listed items for me coming back into the hobby obviously I had a lot of I'm I'm a roughly around 30 years old so when I was collecting cards, it was in the the Junk Wax era. And you go through some of those cards and a lot of them you're like, oh great, I have Hall of Famers, I have some rookie cards, these have to be worth some money. And you go back and, I mean, they're not dirt cheap, but a lot of them aren't worth a lot of money or people aren't willing to pay for you to ship them to them because they could get them anywhere. So going through your old collection and seeing how tough it is sometimes to be able to sell cards can give you some learning lessons uh, within ebay and then also understanding how you're properly shipping cards when you buy cards you want them shipped safely to you you want them in a nice holder you want them bubble wrapped you want the of course the painters tape no scotch tape don't ever put scotch tape i hate i just being in the hobby recently i and i get a couple cards i hate that so painters tape definitely everybody knows that um, but learning how to properly ship the cards, and then how are you going to? eBay makes it very easy. They're they're going to provide you with a, a shipping label that you can print out, and then if you have bubble mailers, you can just send the cards that way. And everything that comes with that, you just start to learn more of the market. You understand how eBay works. You know, having a even when you're buying, you're watching stuff and kind of following things on there and understand the back and forth of being able to make offers and take offers. So get back selling, get back kind of buying cards and just get your rhythm uh, and feet under you. And then once you get more comfortable, it just starts to flow a little bit better. So number one, you're doing your research. Number two, you're having a plan, a strategy, a goal. The third thing, really start selling and buying, going into your your old collection and uh, starting to do that. One last tip on the, the buying part portion, uh, I really think buying uh, graded cards is a, is a smart way to go when you first start out. So um, number three, selling and buying. And then number four, I think you just really have to understand what your risk tolerance is, uh, monetary wise, because you can kind of jump in and all of a sudden wanna buy a a ton of cards. You need to be patient, understand where you uh, want to be and how much money are you willing to to gamble on these players because if you're putting a lot of money into young players there's a lot of factors that can happen and you can get hurt and uh really lose some money if you're not smart about where your risk tolerance is and that goes back to my strategy of kind of having you know 70 60 of my bankroll into Already established players that are Hall of Famers or very close to it that their value is not really going anywhere, it's gonna be pretty safe of where it's at. Uh and then the the 30-40% into um players that I think have a an a higher threshold and can kind of uh, grow a little bit faster. So what is your risk tolerance? When I like I just said when I first came in my strategy and it still kind of is I enjoy buying buying raw cards And having them already graded because the process of sending them in takes a long time And also if you're buying raw cards, there's a higher risk level with that So if you're buying graded cards, I think that's a smart way to go to lower your risk um, within the cards and if you're if you're not doing that and you're willing to risk a little bit more, then buying raw cards and sending them in to get graded, uh, you have a higher, um, you could have a higher um, monetary side to that where you get more money back if if you get the right grade, but also you could lose more if if the card doesn't come back the right grade that you're looking to get, and Really try and diversify, guys. So I would spread out. I wouldn't go all in on one player uh, unless it's someone that's really established. If you're going after young players, kind of spread out your money a little bit. That way, if one of them doesn't hit, you don't have all your cards or eggs in one basket. Like they say, you don't want to get stuck with the bag. So being smart, spreading out and diversifying. Look, I mean, cards at the end of the day, they kind of are like stocks in a sense. And a lot of it their value just goes up and down depending on their play and where they're established. And then also sometimes the hobby and who uh, people in the hobby like um, elevates where the cards will go as well. So uh, understand your risk tolerance, where you want to be at, and really just hone in on on um, where you're buying and all of those things. So we got the got the top four. The, the, the fifth one is very simple. It's just Having fun. You know, the, the hobby is meant to be enjoyable and fun. I think that's why these past five months, four or five months that I've been back in, I've just really been enjoying myself. And I can't wait for sports to come back because I think that this is just going to elevate the sports the sports card market even more and really just bring a lot more people in. And it's growing um, like crazy right now. And it's enjoyable. It's, it's fun to have these cards in hand and see them and See, you buy a card at a certain level and then all of a sudden it's doubled in a couple of months. That's, I mean, that's really exciting. So a couple of advice, uh, little things of advice, you know, with the, with the having fun is, you know, kind of stick to the sports that you enjoy watching as well. Because if you really hone in on baseball or basketball and those are the two sports you love to watch, I think it's going to make the hobby more enjoyable for you because you're going to be going after players that you're already watching or teams that you're already watching. And being able to watch, it's kind of like a the fa- fantasy sports. You know, it's gonna make the the games a little bit more enjoyable for you. So, go after sports you enjoy. Uh, don't just go after things that are trendy or if you read something or watch something on YouTube and you're like, oh man, they're saying that this card's gonna rise, and you're not knowledgeable on it. I I would recommend staying away. Go more for what you're researching and what market you understand. Um, and then. The last two things is just you know join the the social media community if you can, just kind of get in some forums, get into um instagram Facebook groups. People are talking about sports cards all the time daily and they they really give you some great insights and it's fun to listen to and kind of hear people getting involved so with within having fun, be part of the community, really give some good feedback and there's a lot of knowledge to to be had out there so you can soak it all up and, and enjoy everything on a day-to-day basis. So those are my, my, my tips coming back, guys. You know, one, do your research. Two, have a plan, have a strategy. The third one, you know, you got to start selling and buying. Four, you have to understand your risk tolerance. Uh, and number five is is having fun. One thing I did want to say that I didn't mention on the risk tolerance is buying retail cards. Uh, I think when you're when you're talking about uh, risk tolerance you don't I would I would stay away from going straight into buying retail and diving into that if you are going to do that understand that that's just gonna be for fun and more of the hobby side that's not going to be a great investment if you're looking to be more investment focused just buy individual cards whether it's raw or graded and focus on those and, and that'll help you but I mean, it sure is fun to rip retail, but just understand when you're talking risk tolerance, um, retail isn't the way to go. Um, last thing I wanted to bring up to you guys, I've, I have continue to talk about Project 2020. It is really simmering down um, on the secondary market, which you know I, I, I said last time that that's kind of coming. There's still cards that are holding value that are the lower print runs. And, like I said, keep an eye on it because what's happening is the focus is shifting from these cards, and now the print runs are really starting to lower. Last week, we had a card go under 5,000 for the first time, and in, in, um, I don't know how long. Um, it's probably been at least a month. The Ricky Henderson, uh, Jacob Rochester went for 4,966, and a bunch of the other cards went under 10,000 the Ichiro by Key Shores, $8,000, the uh, Fukushi Dwight Gooden was 5600 the Tyson Beck, uh, Ted Williams was at 9000 of course the Trout, which is going to be the premium card, I think people are going to buy that regardless, went for 20000 but even the some of these higher profile artists like Andrew Thiel, Blake Jameson, uh, Theo did the Mattingly, and that was at eight thousand four hundred. And the, Blake Jameson did the Mariana Rivera, and that one was low also. That was at seven thousand four hundred. So, look, same advice that I've been giving this whole time: go after the artists you like, go after the cards that uh, you like, buy them strictly from the Tops website. These cards print runs are going low. I have a feeling, long term once all this ends and settles if they continue to do these types of things some of these cards with the lower print print runs will eventually rise so just keep an eye on it guys something to uh, think about have fun with it happy collecting out there thanks for listening to the episode if you're new to the hobby welcome uh take some of those tips enjoy them Uh, go out there look at ebay go check out some cards Um, Please go follow me on the other platforms. Please subscribe and give me some great comments on the podcast. I would appreciate it. Everybody have a great week and we'll see you next time.